2: Alrighty, good morning everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Saturday. It is the 22nd day of April, 2023. Your date four two 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 zero two three, And we welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Right here at our studio station, home base, Sports Talk 1400 AM in Las Vegas. And I got to gots to tell you, the weather's really nice today. We also cover the world through many different uh, platforms and streaming around the world, like our websites, Vegas. Yeah, we got them all. Plus, of course, your devices, your iPhones and your Androids. So you can get your KSHP uh, app, put it on your device, you can hear us now, and certainly anywhere you get your podcasting. So however, wherever, whenever, Welcome to the show for this Saturday. We are counting it down now, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we are. Two weeks from today, it'll be Derby Day, 149th Derby, Saturday, May 6th. 14 days, 7 hours, 34 minutes, and 42 seconds and counting until the Derby. We'll be sitting here two weeks from today when we start out our show in the morning on Derby Day, talking about what happened in the Kentucky Oaks and the, and the uh, big Kentucky Oaks Day Racing Day the day before. And we will also be talking about our Kentucky Derby seminar because on Friday, May 5th, that is 13 days from today, at 6 o'clock in the evening, following the Kentucky Oaks card at Churchill Downs, at the South Point, our annual Kentucky Derby seminar will be held in the Grandview Lounge adjacent to the race book. In-house handicapper John Lendo, Jonathan Hardoon will be here from the East Coast, and they will be doing a Derby seminar. I'll be uh, <clears throat> there with them as well. And we'll go over the Kentucky Derby plus what happened on the Kentucky Oaks Day and any other of the big races that happen around uh, Derby Day that we can make some money on. Okay? That's Friday, May 5th. Two weeks from today, Saturday, May 6th, we'll be up in the big ballroom at the South Point. Upstairs, the big ballroom for the Derby viewing party. And, of course, there'll be bedding windows, certainly. Big banquet tables. You can spread all your handicapping paraphernalia, food and beverage, and all that good stuff. Just enjoying the entire day of America's Day at the Races, the Run for the Roses. It all happens free of charge. The seminar, the viewing party, free. And you can park your car free as well. Yeah, free parking too. All at the uh, South Point. If you haven't made your arrangements yet, do it now. Because you're going to get a weekend like we have right now today. Looking out the window of the studio at about 12 minutes after 8 a.m. Pacific Time, it is 70 degrees. Seventy. We're going to get up to 82, no wind, a little breeze, but no wind, sun shining sky, blue ground dry, but as you know, it's always fast, firm, and perfect in the book and in the ballroom anyhow. So come on out and join us, John and Jonathan and myself will be, of course, in the ballroom on Derby Saturday, playing the races, et cetera. love to have you join us. Come on out, say hi, and of course, join us for the Derby seminar, i got to wait and see what these guys think of this, because I'm telling you, this is this Derby's uh, starting to really come together as a very good competitive race. Now, of course, as you know, uh, a lot of the derby horses went through the track. For example, Forte. I read Ortiz Jr. up on Forte for his drill in 1 minute 1.89 on uh, the Churchill Downs surface yesterday. And other derby horses, other big derby horses also, were out on the track. Of, an abundance of derby horses were out on the track. Tap it trice. Went a half mile in 48.91. There as well. Todd Pletcher, trainer, said, excellent. I thought we had a perfect morning. The horses worked really well. They seemed to handle the track great. Very happy, Mr. Pletcher said. Brad Cox worked his four Derby prospects in a two-by-two two teams. Angel of Empire and Jace's Road breezed six furlongs together in one thirteen point six eight, And hit show and verifying went together as well. Hit show on the inside, verifying on the outside of him. They went as a team who went five furlongs in 101.01. And Brad Cox said after those workouts, all the riders were happy with them. We were happy with them. We liked what we saw. And he did say, of course, at this point, you're just trying to maintain fitness. Make sure you've got them good and ready. And hopefully they come out in good order. And so it goes. And, of course, a lot of other derby horses also were on the racetrack. But those are the uh, top ones. So, I mean, you know, you got uh, you got two weeks. This is it. One more workout, a blowout, and then they're ready to rock and roll. Get the post-position draw out of the way on, uh, what is it, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday of the week of the Derby. Everything gets set and ready to go. Then everybody has to keep the horses nice and happy and calm as they wait and they wait and they wait. As we wait and wait and handicap and handicap and handicap for the big day. The Run for the Roses, two weeks from today. All right, we welcome you to the show. Let's take a look at what's going on right now. I could tell you this. Yesterday, about an hour, maybe a half hour, after we concluded the show yesterday, Laurel Park canceled its racing. And it put out on Twitter a phrase that kind of looked ominous because they said they had canceled the racing indefinitely for the foreseeable future. What the heck happened here? The Maryland Jockey Club announced on its website and on Twitter before the first post time at Laurel Park yesterday that they canceled racing at the racetrack until further notice. Now, you know, they had a big day of racing coming up today. I mean, come on. Laurel had what? Five stakes races? Four stakes races? They were all 100 granders, I know that. Yeah. Five stakes races today. Eleven races overall at Laurel. All in the round file. For at least today, the Native Dancer, the King T. Leatherberry, the Promenetta, the Henry S. Clark, the Dahlia, all canceled today. All right, so the horsemen were notified of the suspension about 10.34 a.m. yesterday morning. We didn't get any cancellations on our show until well after uh, we were concluded for the day yesterday. Now, according to the Maryland Racing Commissioner, Chair Michael Algio. He said the cancellation spikes racing for a minimum of this weekend. So they're not going to race today. They're not going to race tomorrow. And what the heck's going on? One possibility, they said, for the future of the racing in Maryland for the rest of the Laurel meet. You know, Pimlico is going to open up soon anyhow for the middle jewel of the Triple Crown, the Preakness, coming up. But they uh, said they, they, they can kick off the Pimlico race course meet two weekends earlier than scheduled. So they may just transfer over. To Pimlico. Now, here's the deal. It's not the weather. It's the racetrack. The closure on Friday followed what they called a tragic day the day before. Four-year-old Colt named Golden Pegasus sustained a catastrophic injury during the fourth race. And then the next race, a six-year-old Gilding named Big Man Can was injured and was vanned off the racetrack. Two horses back-to-back, one catastrophic, the other vanned off. And so immediately they were talking about the race track condition. The incidents came, they said, on a day that began with what was described as contentious meetings between trainers, jockeys, and exercise riders and racetrack consultants brought in by the Maryland Jockey Club parent company, First Racing who all, you know, they own uh, Santa Anita, et cetera, and Pimlico. So that decision to suspend racing marks the second day to be unexpectedly canceled in the last two weeks at that place. So I'm, I'm thinking that that's it for Laurel. They're going to go over to Pimlico, but they're not going to race this weekend, and so racing probably won't be resumed in Maryland and probably be resumed at Pimlico until next week and so it goes they've been having a, they've been having problems with that laurel race course the track itself uh <clears throat> for quite a while now but uh there you have it all righty so uh laurel is canceled today all those stakes races also canceled today <clears throat> and a whole bunch of uh, kentucky derby horses were out working this morning one final note of interest uh, trainer Jimmy Jerkins, long time trainer in New York, is leaving New York and the United States. He's going over to Saudi Arabia to train for uh one of the princes there. I'm not gonna go through his name, but one of the uh, the princes in Saudi Arabia with a two year contract. So he's gonna have fifty to sixty horses there. Jimmy Jerkins. Off to Saudi Arabia. Okay, listen. We, uh, we have our handicappers. Jonathan Ardoon, texted me some horses. Rich Eng, John Lindo, and Jerry Jay here with the Aqueduct, Keeneland, and Santa Anita uh, races. And before we go to our first break, let's take a look at what happened yesterday. Keeneland, remember they had that three-day pick-six carryover exceeding 859 grand going into yesterday. And throughout the day yesterday, if you remember, we were telling you in the morning when we did the weather kind of uh, thing for the menu, that there was a front that was moving through there. Well, it got there. It started out with wind, hail, and rain. All of that happened during the course of uh, the racing yesterday at Keeneland. Now, the, the rain and the hail didn't last long, and the wind wind was there, but it, it kind of uh, made a, a messy pick-six carryover. So anyhow, um, we got the uh, pick-six that started out in the uh, fifth race, Gregory's Pride wins under Flavian Pratt getting up in the five-and-a-half furlong turf race for Pratt and trainer Phil D'Amato, who has a string out there at uh, Keeneland. That started off the pick six, and that was, by the way, Dave Valento, Track Phantom, stopped by yesterday, gave us that horse on the air, also gave out his sheet yesterday for all the race day listeners. And so Gregory's Pride paid $7.14 to start it off. Then we got one of the favorites, Appeal Denied, to win the 6th, $5.46. Magical Loot won the 7th, paying $10.64. Viareggio won the 8th, paying $10.56. Tyler Gaffleone and Brendan Walsh had a big day yesterday. Gaffleone won four races, three of them for Brendan Walsh. This was one of them. Then we got to the double dare the uh double dog dare stakes, the double dog dare. The winner there was Frost Point, Flavian Pratt for Bill Mott and Godolphin Racing, paying eleven dollars and six cents. That was Pratt's second win of the day. And then in the tenth and final race, reckoning force gave Gaffley on his fourth win on the day, paying fifteen dollars and ninety cents, and that was your pick six. Now the winning numbers were four, four, five, three, three, seven. With the carryover money in there and all the other money that went in yesterday, the pick six paid to each winning six of six ticket twenty one thousand one hundred sixty two dollars and forty three cents. Over a day of many different weather changes at Keeneland yesterday. I want to thank uh, Jack Phantom for his winner there yesterday. Okay, and then we have uh, the big A, Aqueduct in New York. Manny Franco and uh, Dylan Davis had three wins apiece over the nine race card at Aqueduct yesterday. Their pick six paid uh, 2700 plus. And uh, let's see. Uh, Jerry's uh, feature play on the show won the ninth race, bet down from seven to two, paid $5.90, but was a winner for Dylan Davis's third win of the day. Okay. And at Santa Anita, they came back, first day of the Hollywood meet. At Santa Anita, first race winner, Thunderheart for Kyle Frey, paid $14.40. Listen, $14.40. Nine race card, that was the first race, and that was the highest priced winner of the day. You had four horses yesterday paying in the $5 range. You had three horses paying in the $7 range. And the second race winner paid four eighty. So a lot of favorites winning yesterday at Santa Anita. The pick six paid $403.40. Umberto Rispoli had a couple of winners. So did uh, Juan Hernandez yesterday at Santa Anita. And John Lindo gave us the winner of the last race, a $7 winner in the form of Miss Lizzie second win of the day and that uh, that just about does it yesterday across the racetracks that uh, we had handicappers so here's the deal time to go to our first break because we got stuff to do today don't we hey we got your racing menu coming up next and then of course Jonathan Hardoon's picks Rich Ang, John Lindo and Jerry Jay with us as well so don't go away
0: we'll be back Later, from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show.
2: All right, an interesting post on Twitter over the course of the uh, night and day. Seems like Mattress Mac, back at it again with his furniture store in um, Houston, Texas. Mattress Mac's got a big uh, Kentucky Derby Um promotion going on. If you buy furniture, etc., cetera, there, there it, uh, it all explains it in the ad, but here's the deal. Like he did with, uh, you know, when he bets, uh, sports and, in the uh, football and baseball, Mattress Mac says, if the favorite, the horse that's bet the favorite wins the Kentucky Derby, you get the furniture that you buy during this promotion free. Favorite wins, you go out there you spend two grand or whatever on furniture, mattresses, etc at the store. It's free. He gives it to you for free. It's got to be the got to be the favorite though, winning the Kentucky Derby betting favorites. So mattress Mac is at it again. You got to love this guy. You really do have to love him. I guess he's still trying to spend that 70 something million dollars was it 73, 79 million dollars he won on <clears throat> his uh, Houston Astros. All right, here's the menu of racetracks available that are left today in the Racebook simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you, as we always do, the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that at the Pacific time zone. So if you're here in Las Vegas, where we emanate and originate this stuff, these will be the first post times that roll out in the Racebooks today. If you're listening on websites, apps with your devices podcasting however wherever whenever and you're not in the pacific time zone please do adjust to the pacific time zone because i don't want you to miss anything Uh, -uh. like i miss mom and dad okay first post times are pacific are you ready yeah okay here we go we begin with the tampa bay downs tampa bay downs has nine races today They've got a pick six jackpot carryover, 4280 bucks, And their first post time is 920, 920 at Tampa Bay. Gulfstream Park is next. Gulfstream Park's rainbow pick six jackpot carryover, $137,736. They've got 11 races. Their first post time is 940. And uh, just for an FYI, Looks like there's that storm that went through uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, and all that, making their way to the East Coast, that storm that is moving to the East Coast, so we'll have to wait and see if uh, any weather conditions prevail on the East Coast tracks today. We continue. Keeneland, that had the highest payoff of the day yesterday with their pick six uh, payoff. Today, Keeneland has ten races, a couple of stakes races. The... Uh, grade two Elkhorn stakes at a mile and a half, scheduled for the turf for four-year-olds and up, has a field of ten before any scratches. And let's see, the favorite in that race, morning line at uh, five to two, is uh, Red Knight. Red Knight's the favorite in that one. Uh, That is of course the eighth race on the card. We do have a scratch in that race. In the eighth race, scratch Number six, shoddy, shoddy, shoddy. So number six, shoddy, 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 is a late scratch in the Elkhorn. Then we move to the ninth race. No late scratches there as of yet. Ninth race at Keeneland is the Ben Ali States. Grade three, $300,000 at a mile and three sixteenths for four-year-olds and up, a field of seven there. It is a competitive seven, I can tell you that right now the lukewarm morning light favorite at three to one is rattle and roll with brian hernandez aboard 10 races today at keeneland first post time is 10 a.m and you know that they gave away the pick six yesterday all right first post time 10 a.m at keeneland it's opening day at woodbine north of the border nine races there first post time 10 10 at woodbine then we have oak lawn park They continue with the Racing Festival of the South at Oak Lawn Park. They got a dozen races today and three really good stakes races. The ninth race is the $150,000 Valley of the Vapors at a mile for three-year-old fillies, a field of nine. Eight to five favorite is Marlaza with Joel Rosario. The tenth race is the $1,000,000 grade two Oak Lawn Handicap at a mile and one-eighth for four-year-olds and up and a field of seven there. The 8 to 5 morning line favorite, charge it with Luis Saez. Last Samurai sits there 2 to 1 with Christian Torres. And you even have Stiletto Boy going out there with Kent Desormo. Joel Rosario will ride proxy. It's a good renewal for the million dollar Oakland Handicap. 10th race, grade 2 today at Oakland. And then the 11th race is the $200,000 Bathhouse Row Stakes at a mile and a for three year olds, a field of nine. And the 2 to 1 favorite there is Red Route 1 with Joel Rosario. 12 races today at Oakland. First post time is 10-10. Aqueduct, the big A in New York. Nine races, a couple of stakes races. The $100,000 Woodhaven at a mile on the inner turf for three-year-olds. Remember, that storm is going through, though, so we'll we'll hope and uh, we'll wait and see what's, uh, what it's like at Aqueduct today. <clears throat> but the uh, third race scheduled on the inner turf course, the Woodhaven for three-year-olds. Uh, that's the third race on the card. Six go to the post before scratches, and Balloony is the nine-to-five favorite. Inflation Nation is two-to-one as the close second choice in that six-three-year-old field. Okay, then, later on is uh, part of the New York Stallion Series. The Times Square division at six-and-a-half furlongs for three-year-olds is the eighth race. $200,000 purse. Eight go to the post on this one. Nine-to-five favorite is Lifetime of Chance with Dylan Davis. You got nine races today at Aqueduct and a first post time of 10 20. 10 20 at the Big A today. Santa Anita, day two of the Hollywood meet. Ten races, a couple of stakes races. The $100,000 grade three Kona Gold stakes at six and a half furlongs for four year olds and up sees a field of six, although number two Sunrise Journey may be scratched. We'll get John Lindo latest on that one. If so, that'll leave five to go. The six-to-five favorite there is the ultra-consistent Brickyard Ride with Juan Hernandez aboard. Then the ninth race is the $200,000 Grade Two Californian. This is usually the uh, big stepping stone for the Gold Cup. A mile and one-eighth for four-year-olds and up. A field of six. Four-to-five favorite there is Defunded with Juan Hernandez aboard. Okay, you got ten races today at Santa Anita. Pick six jackpot carryover, one-day carryover, 55982 And a first post time of 1 o'clock this afternoon at Santa Anita. Turf Paradise has nine races, two quarter-horse races, one a quarter-horse stakes race, seven thoroughbred races, and five of them are $60,000 stakes races that culminate with the Ann Owens Distaff, the ninth and final. First post time at Turf Paradise... They got a nice carryover in their uh, Pick Six jackpot. Stands at $350,564 at Turf Paradise. First post time, $125 at Turf Paradise today. Golden Gate is next. Pick Six jackpot carryover there, $47,668. Nine races. Golden Gate, first post time, $145. Evangeline Downs has nine races. Their first post time is $330. Charlestown with a Pick Six jackpot carryover of $75,666. Eight races. They got a feature tonight at uh, Charlestown the $75,000 Confucius Say stakes. Seven furlongs, three-year-olds and up. Seventh race on the card, 11 before scratches. Favorite on the morning line at 7-2 is Maud Dib. with Mr. Bosa Chica aboard. All right, eight races, Charlestown first post time, 4 p.m. And then we wrap it up at Los Alamitos tonight, Los Al. They got 10 races there, two thoroughbred races, four mixed breed, four quarter horses. That makes up the 10 race menagerie at Los Alamitos. And a first post time of 620. And that's your racing menu for today. Don't forget Laurel Park has been canceled today. You may not see racing at Laurel for a long time because I think I got a pretty good idea they'll probably switch to Pimlico. Let's uh let's uh, chat with uh, John Lendo. John, good morning.
1: Good morning, Ralph. How you
3: doing?
2: Doing fine. Laurel Park uh <laughs> because of those uh, breakdowns, one catastrophic. They've been having problems with that main track, but I don't see them going back to Laurel for just uh, what a week or so before they open up Pimlico anyhow.
1: Well, Pimlico's supposed to start May the 12th. Yeah. But uh given what's happening with the the track at uh, Laurel right now, you've got to think it's possible they could they could go over there a couple weeks early. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know what has to be done to be able to be ready to race there by next weekend.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: they're in flux back there. And, you know, uh, you mentioned there were some problems with injuries on Thursday. Uh, you know, all of a sudden that tweet came out of nowhere that uh, you were about, about a couple hours before first race yesterday. Yeah. yeah they're shut down till further notice. And now you've got uh, the Maryland Jockey Club and and uh, the Stronach Group, the First Racing Group, you know, giving different sides of the story. And you know, where have we seen this before? I'm just <laughs> wondering.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably in your neighborhood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we we've seen how it affected California racing, so we'll see what happens here. But you know, if there's a problem with the track, just take ownership with it and fix it. That's yeah. all. Yeah. don't spin it. Just get it done.
2: You know, but they're uh, they're having. Uh big issues i think in the state of maryland trying to get some money out of them for improvements at their racetracks i mean pimlico which hosts the middle jewel of the triple crown is in such need of refurbishment and repair and i think they have even had plans to really refurbish the whole place maybe knock it down and just build a new pimlico there and then i don't i don't know what happened there but i think they're trying to shake a little cash out of the state of maryland
1: well, there was an agreement a few years ago between the state of Maryland and uh, the First Racing Group that they were going to get X amount of dollars to do the renovations yeah. and, and redo the racetracks. But there's been delay after the delay getting started, so now the building costs have basically doubled. You think? So now, where are you going to get the money? And and that's that's a problem there. I mean, they they've got some serious issues back there, and as as rundown as Pimlico is, apparently Laurel needs quite a bit of fixing up too. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what happens out there, but we're just sitting, uh, you know, I'll grab a bag of popcorn and sit and watch what goes on there because we've kind of seen the drama that's gone on in other places. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel bad for the horsemen. I've, it's just a bad situation oh, back sure. there.
2: Oh, sure. And, you know, uh, we're looking at, like, big racetracks, Hollywood Park, Arlington Park, uh, you know, etc., that have gone by the wayside, Bay Meadows, and now we know that Turf Paradise is, it, it's it's on the clock. And now if you you get uh, and who knows what's going to happen with Arizona racing? Turf Paradise was the big racetrack there. That was it. And then just, you know, Prescott. But, I mean, then you've got, uh, you know, both tracks in Maryland, major tracks that are, that are not under question here. It's, uh, our, our industry is certainly changing. I think it's contracting. I don't think the popularity of racing and the big racing days are going anywhere. But I think uh, that we're, we're going to be tweaking it with all of the technology out there, with phone apps and all that stuff now.
1: Well, yeah, but, uh, yeah, again, the cost to run a racetrack and, yeah. and keep it in shape to run is prohibitive. Uh, you've got more costs now with the HISA regulations that have come into place. Uh, you're, you're dealing with less of a horse population. So you, you can't have all the racetracks that were running all the yeah. time. There just aren't enough horses. Yeah. So there is going to have to be some contraction, contraction and we'll, we'll see how this plays out where. We're definitely in a transition period, Ralph. And, uh, you know, it's easy to sit, you know, in California, we're allowed to have the ADW company, so I can sit and play from home. Yeah. I don't have to go to a racetrack. Yeah. And what I keep reminding the people in California, you know, a track in Kentucky looks the same on my TV as a track in California. So I just, I can play where I feel the best value is.
2: Yeah, and, and, and so, I gotta tell you right now, I mean, the Derby's right around the corner, but Churchill Downs Incorporated on their stock and all the others, they are really, the uh, the eight hundred pound gorilla right now. If they could only build a turf course. Yeah. Well, they. Uh, I I saw a, a tweet this morning that some people were out on the turf course and said they said it was really nice and 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 it was you know really good. Now, it, uh, so we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. That's for sure. But uh, we will certainly wait for that. But we got uh, I, unfortunate that the weather had something to play in yesterday's uh, pick six carryover. At, uh, at Keeneland, but they hit it, and, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, today we can get those, uh, that one-stakes race on the turf, the Elkhorn uh, staying on the turf course.
1: Well, it had a little rain last night, but it's sunny there and breezy right yeah. now. I don't have track condition. I'm going to guess main track fast, turf course good. That's my best guess. But they'll be on the grass today. The weather, I think uh, whatever weather they had is clearing out. So we should be in good shape for the car to Keeneland today.
2: And, John, I'm sure that you're, uh, you got a hold of uh, the workouts for the derby horses. A lot of them worked out this morning. It looked like everybody did well. I don't see any workouts that really, you know, pop out as, uh, you know, like jaw droppers. But everybody did what they were supposed to do.
1: Yeah, we saw a lot of those horses work Friday just to beat the Reign of Keeneland. Yeah. This morning at Gulfstream Park, Mage worked six furlongs, 114 and three, galloped out seven furlongs and 127 and three. It looked like an open gallop. He went very well. Mm-hmm. And Reincarnate just worked at uh, San Anita. He worked five furlongs in company, going one-on-one flat, and... Uh, he did it easily. I haven't had seen the full video on that, but everything looked fine so far. Kind of a quiet morning. A lot of guys rushed up because of the weather back in Kentucky to get works in yesterday.
2: Well, the one work I did see uh, on video uh, was the uh, team of Hit Show and Verifying. I could tell you, I, you know, I'm thinking Verifying is a, a live little long shot there.
1: Yeah, he's, he's the one horse that didn't win... The, you know his final Derby prep. That looks like he's doing really well. And uh, I thought Tappet Trice was very good working with Equivoke yesterday for Todd Pletcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know he's got such a long stride. I have no doubt he'll get a mile and a quarter. Angel of Harlem were good in company for for Brad Cox. And Forte uh, did his thing. He sat behind a horse, took a little dirt in his face on purpose, mm-hmm. angled out and, and worked easily. So right now the the, the name horses, the horses we're expecting to be contenders, they're all doing well. Oh, yeah. No blips on the screen yet.
2: Yet we have, well, we have two weeks to go yet, though. Uh, yesterday at Santa Anita, if you took the one-day uh, percentage of favorites that went to probably 80%.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of looked that way going oh, in, Robin. It's hard to find value. You got one double-digit horse in the first race, and that, that was, was it. That was it,
2: yeah. All right, well, today we've got, uh, although the Californian only has six in the race, any one of the six can win. It's a good competitive race, a good competitive six-pack and uh, the latest on Sunrise Journey and the Kona Gold?
1: He's ex- no, no official word yet, but he's expected to scratch today. He has entered tomorrow in the Siren Lure Stakes down the hill. Uh-huh. I know his uh, trainer, Labrador Barraccio, wants his horse to make the lead. And you think with the Brickyard Ride today in the Kona Gold, he might have a tough time when he's drawn inside oh. him. So everybody's expecting him to run tomorrow on the grass. He has won on the grass before. But if he scratches today, I don't know who's going to run a Brickyard Ride early today on the Kona Gold.
2: Yeah, Brickyard Ride. Such a consistent horse. All right. Well, uh, we want to remind everybody out there that John Lindo's Lindo Report, a complete full Lindo Report available for all the races today at Keeneland, all the races today at Santa Anita, suggested late pick fours in each, and of course, all the goodie information as well. And... uh both those sheets are available only in one place here in Las Vegas, exclusively and free of charge at the South Point Racebook because they love horse horseplayers. Nice, uh, nice uh, winner uh, last night and the last at uh, Santa Anita, John.
1: Well, we'll take the $7 mutual on a yeah. day where it was chalky, so that, you know, we've got a profit going there, and let's make some more money today.
2: All right. Uh, let's go to Keeneland first.
1: Let's go to Keeneland. Race number four at Keeneland. Number four market analysis has based, been based at Oakland Park all winter. Ships up to Keeneland for this race. There are no sprint races at at Oakland Park beyond six furlongs, so it comes up to Keeneland where seven furlongs is just fine. This horse can handle wet or dry land, depending if the track is drying out. It won't matter to him, and uh, he's he's got a little back class, so I think at nine to two in the morning line, well spotted. Number four market analysis, race four. At Keeneland,
2: Tyler Gap Leone, who had uh, three wins yesterday with trainer Brendan Walsh alone and a four bagger overall, is riding number four market analysis. The four in the fourth race at Keeneland. Hey, good work yesterday for Tyler. That's for sure. All right, now to Santa Anita.
1: Let's go to Santa Anita, race number eight. In the eighth race today, good Buju. I like the way the pace sets up for this horse. She's tactical. She'll be dead fit cutting back from a route race, and I think the distance, uh, the, the long sprint on the grass is right for her. From the inside post, she can just sit inside, let the speed go, and hopefully we can find a
2: Oh, my goodness, we had him dropped off. Well, uh, we'll get back. Uh, we uh, At least I got the, the horse from John. John Lindo's horse, although his uh, explanation got uh, dropped off. In the eighth race, number two, Good Buju. Number two, Good Buju in the eighth race, at uh san anita and uh of course that's the two horse in the eighth don't forget linda report full Linda report Santa anita and keeneland right now at the uh, south point we'll be back and then uh, we'll get uh, john back to tell us what is up for his show and apologize to the fact that he got dropped off we got most of it in though and of course uh rich eng also standing by so don't go away
0: your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book south point casinos race book has the answer
2: Right, back on race day, Las Vegas. Let's finish up, let's finish up with John John Lindo. Uh, John, uh, complete your thought. <laughs> <laughs> we were
1: talking about go- good buju race number yeah. eight at Santa Anita again. Uh-huh. Route to sprint, falls into a good trip, right by the speed on the inside. Six and a half, I think, is perfect. So <laughs> six to one on the program, there's value there. So number two, good buju race eight, Santa Anita, my play from the LINDA
2: report. All right. We're not going to, the Lindo report will not be clipped off in the middle at uh, South Point. They're full Lindo reports for both Santa Anita and Keeneland right now at the South Point. I know you're getting ready for your show. Tell us what is, uh, you're going to have.
1: Yeah. Top of the hour at thoroughbredla.com. Uh, Bob Ike and I will be co-hosting. Again, we'll kind of update everything that's going on with the, uh, the Kentucky Derby hopefuls, we'll touch on those big races, including the Oakland Handicap and, and uh, what's going on in Maryland and everything else. In this, and <laughs> It's never a dull week. I tell you what, you always wonder, what am I going to cover? Yeah. It, it fills up pretty you know, The The, the uh, notebook
2: gets full really quick. Oh, no question about that. That's for sure. It's a great game, though. That's for sure. Thanks a lot, John. Apologies, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: You got it. Good luck today.
2: All right. Now we're going to go to Rich Ang standing by. Richie, good morning.
3: Hey, good morning, Rafi
2: well, uh, Richie, uh, Keeneland and uh, and uh, Santa Anita now in full swing. And, of course, Santa Anita had a lot of uh, predictable horses winning yesterday. And I know that you got a full a handicapping sheet for both Santa Anita and Keeneland again today at the com websites. Uh, any thoughts about what you saw yesterday at Keeneland?
3: Yeah, a couple things. One was uh, I, I saw a tweet from uh, Pat Cummings uh, of the Thoroughbred Red Idea Foundation uh, he noted that uh, there was something like $2 million in the pick six got jammed in like in the last 90 seconds really? at Keeneland. So, uh, you know, there, there's the, uh, the computer betting services uh, jumped in there. Uh-huh. And then, uh, myself, uh, I, I made a mention that if Interstate Daydream does not win the uh, stakes at Keeneland, it'll cost me the pick six. And that's exactly what happened because I went five out of six. And I singled Interstate Daydream Grand You
2: know, a lot of people uh, singled Interstate Daydream. When I had you guys on the show yesterday, I was asking everybody, do you have a singleton in the race? And uh, to a man, they picked that horse in the Double Dog Dare. Uh, but that horse never looked like a winner after they started the race, that's for sure. Frost Point went out there and, uh, you know, uh, closed the way everybody thought Interstate uh, Daydream would. And uh, Frost Point caught Hidden Connection to win the race for Bill Mott, Flavian Pratt, and Godolphin Racing. So uh, for the folks who uh, took a shot and, and tried to beat them in that race and connected, they got uh, over twenty-one grand for the uh, pick six. Everything else looked pretty, I won't say easy, but predictable uh, in the uh, sequence, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, I, I think I got $23 for my uh, five out of six. Right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> we did, yeah.
2: And as far as Santa Anita, a lot of uh, predictable winners there, that's for sure. Anything you saw at Santa Anita that... Uh, might uh, help handicappers today.
3: No, it was pretty close to the vest. It was good to see the action back. And uh, I keep, uh, if, if people had seen my sheet yesterday, I kept harping on the fact that I really think that Umberto Rispoli is going to have a renaissance because, uh, you know, fellows like uh, detori mm-hmm. uh, Velasquez, uh, Kimura, I mean, uh, uh, Pratt, all these other jockeys are gone. And yeah. I think uh, that really moves Rispoli up the pecking order. So I, I expect him to have a big meet.
2: And, boy, he made a big correction because he went back east. I think he went to Keeneland for the last meet for a while, wasn't doing good, and said, I'm getting back to California before they forget me. And he's uh, back in California, had a couple of wins on opening Hollywood Park meet yesterday. All right. Well, we got uh, two tracks you're uh, handicapping for. We'll take one each.
3: Okay, uh, in the uh, Keeneland, let's go to race number eight, which is the uh, Elkhorn Mm -hmm. going a mile and a half on the grass, Ralph. And one thing, when I looked at this race last night, we're either horses who are either underachievers Mm -hmm. or looking a little long in the tooth like Channel Maker, you know, as far as uh, their racing career. I'm going to go for some fresh blood. A horse that just came out of his maiden special weight, it's the number seven, Howe Street. 10 to 1 in the morning line with Flavion Pratt, but you look at these three races that uh, he has run for a trainer, Jorge Abreu, and this horse, to me, shows a lot of potential, a really high ceiling. Ten to one is a squ- square price. Let's go 25 win plays, two for the ROI. Number seven, Howe Street to upset the Elkhorn in race
2: eight. And let's hope that he stays in the race. Your selection yesterday got scratched, so no harm, no foul mm-hmm. there. So in the Elkhorn, uh, Flavian Pratt, who's winning quite a few stakes races at uh, Keeneland, he's aboard number seven, How Sweet. How Sweet, the seven in the eighth race at Keeneland. Rich Ang's play, and we'll go to Sanita now.
3: Let's go to the last race, six and a half furlongs on the grass, but it's not down the hill. It's mm-hmm. the straight, uh, it's, a, it's a flat six and a half. A horse who's been kind of nibbling, but I think this uh, distance hits from right between the eyes. Mm-hmm. Is number 11, single track mine, five to one in the morning line with Umberto Rispoli. And uh, the fact this horse is a dead closer and uh, seems to get stuck in distances either too short or too long. I think six and a horse, six and a half furlongs is perfect for him. 25-win plays, 2 for the ROI, number 11, single-track mine in
2: the 10th. 10th and final race, the payoff race for a lot of race-over-race race, uh, pools in the 10th and final, the 11, single-track mind, the 11 in the 10th race, Rich Ang's play at Santa Anita. Don't forget, full sheets for both Santa Anita and uh, Keeneland right now at the com websites. All right, Rich, thanks a lot, my man. Hey, thanks. Uh, good luck, everybody. All right, going to wrap it up with uh, Jerry Jackowitz, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah, and Jonathan Hardoon's place as well.
0: Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas.
2: All right, back on Race Day Las Vegas, let me give you a Jonathan Hardoon's plays for you today off of that nice winner gave us. Uh, here's the plays for Jonathan Hardoon. We've got one at Aqueduct and one at Santa Anita. So the one at Aqueduct will uh, go to first. And the play from Jonathan at Aqueduct comes in the fifth race. He likes number three, Broccoli, or Broccoli, the three horse, in the fifth race. Number three in the fifth at Aqueduct is Jonathan's play at, uh, for the race day listeners, the fifth race, number three. And then we go to um, Santa Anita. And at Santa Anita, Jonathan has a play in the sixth race. In the sixth race, he likes number one, Unbridled Mary, the one, Unbridled Mary, in the sixth race is Jonathan's play at Santa Anita. Now, he has full sheets for all of Santa Anita, all of Keeneland, all of Aqueduct, and all of Oaklawn today. We've got some big races going on at Oaklawn. Now, we'll bring in Jerry Jackowitz Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralphie. Well, um... Seems like uh, Santa Anita, a lot of predictable winners yesterday, and uh, certainly uh, I got to tell you, there's a, the card today at Aqueduct is good. I hope, just hope that they don't uh, they don't have bad weather there.
4: Yeah, no, uh, the weather holds up. We have a really lovely card, and again, also at Santa Anita it's not too bad. Uh, yesterday, the predictable winner that we should have had was the one that uh, I guess Jonathan and I picked it. Uh, yeah. Santa Anita, but we got the worst possible trip you could imagine. <laughs> yes,
2: <breaking>. you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did.
4: So, so it's not always as easy to predict as you would think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But you could put that horse on your list of uh, backs, That's for sure. Uh,
4: uh, yeah, probably, probably uh, used himself up pretty good there. So I'm a little, I'd be a little careful on the comeback there.
0: Uh, okay. And
4: everybody will have seen it, so all the fun will be out. Yeah, of that's
2: right. right. All the all the value will be out of it too. Right. And uh, know-it-all, Audrey. Okay, uh, but don't let me down. I got the job done.
4: Yes, yes, that was pretty good.
2: All right, didn't, nice that one there. didn't let us down. Okay, right. time to get don't the work.
4: Don't let me down, didn't. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go to the uh, fourth race to start us off, Ralph, at uh, Aqueduct. Okay. Number eight, I'm just kidding, from J- uh, Jimmy Kimmel's barn. It's coming off a layoff. Um, I just think, uh, I'm just kidding, it's a little bit faster than these. And this was a two-year-old now turning three. Getting LASIK for the first time. I have to feel this This filly's going to run forwardly, and if she does, it's just going to be too much for these, and the post will be okay. So I'm going to take the eight horse in race number four, the eight filly. Okay. Uh, make a good win bet here. Play the eight over the four, five, 11, and 12. Do some reverses. But the 8 is a really good feature play pop-out key if you get 2 to 1 or
2: better. All right, that fourth race, uh, numbers 13 and 14 are scratched, but you like yep. the 8 over 4, five, eleven, 11, and 12 and reverse. Fourth race, the 8 is the key at Aqueduct. Now we'll go to Santa yep. Anita.
4: Okay, so we're going to go right to the first race, Ralph. Uh, okay. Mike McCarthy yep. has uh, uh, Symphony Perfect at 3 to 1, Juan Hernandez up. Um, came over... The, just sprinted six and a half furlongs and, uh, you know, laid back, finished nicely, and now stretches out to two turns, which I think will really be a big help to this horse who's really only sprinted, but it's just bred to go long, long, long. I really want to take Symphony Perfect first time long. That's the one horse. I'll play, um her over the four-five, do reverses, maybe press up one-five-five-one. But the one Symphony Perfect, that'll be our play in the first today at Santa. All
2: right. The first race post time is 1 o'clock this afternoon. And in the first race, he's a remember, first race, number one. We hope he finishes that way as well. In the first race, the one Symphony uh, Perfect with uh, Juan Hernandez aboard. And just two link-ups, the four and the five and reverse, and, uh, and another bang with the 1551, right? Correct. All righty. Don't forget that the power pages for all of Santa Anita and all of Aqueduct today are available right now at jerryjayspowerpage.com. 14 days, Jerry, just two weeks from today. It'll be the run for the roses. Can't wait. Uh, well, actually, 14 days, 6 hours, 46 minutes, and 10 seconds in <laughs> counting, if you really want to get exact, that's for sure. <laughs> now, uh, I would imagine, uh, no doubt about the fact that you're going to uh, be uh, doing a uh, special power page for the Derby and maybe uh, the Oaks, too?
4: Uh. Certainly for the Derby, absolutely. I'll try and get something together for the Oaks as well, but maybe not quite as full-blown as the Derby
2: page will. All right, you got it, Dan. Of course, uh, since you are not doing any scheduled seminars at the moment here in town, right. we will certainly have you extensively uh, doing what you think about the Kentucky Derby and maybe even the Kentucky Oaks on the race day show. So, oh, I'd love that route. Yeah, if they don't get you with the seminar, we're going to put your you as a seminar right on the show. How about that? Wonderful, we will do. All right, good enough. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up for today. Beautiful day in our neighborhood. Go out and play the races and be kind to each other. One more thing to say, and Jerry's going to say it. what a great day,
0: everybody.